0: Friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Creator Kids. Creator Kids is a place for your little listener to learn skills like drawing, watercolor, painting, iMovie, digital painting, chess, and more. Each class is a live learning opportunity. It's productive screen time, and it's fun. Visit CreatorKidsWithAZ.com and browse their class lists today, and use promo code KIDSTORIES20 for a huge 20% discount. Now on to some shout-outs. June from Vermont shared an awesome drawing of Marty and Steven Sandwich from the Campground Powers series. That was an awesome drawing, June. I think if you were a character in the valley, you'd work with old witch tubes to train horses and you'd make them big magical amulets that they'd wear around their necks that gave them special powers. Thanks for listening, June. Today's story is titled The Island of the Seed Part 6, and I hope you like it. Ten heroes gathered at the dock near Beechwood Beach. Max and the Grey Dragon, Tubes, Pilsen, Bob, Unica, Addison, Richardson, Arlo, and Goose. They were outfitted with the most useful items they could find. Unica stood holding the white staff of rainbow power. Addison was wearing the stone gauntlet. Hamish told him it would allow him to fly, and he was looking forward to taking to the skies with his sister. Bob had a dagger in a sheath slung over his shoulder. It was not a particularly large dagger, but when carried by a little chicken, it looked as big as a sword. The handle of the dagger was carved into a dragon. Old Witch Tubes addressed the group before they got on the boat. Max and Eugene will go ahead of us, she said. They can get there faster than we can. They will remain hidden and keep an eye on the island until we get there. This this will be a dangerous trip. The only thing we know for sure is that these wizards are very powerful. They seem to have begun their quest to dominate every island in the world one by one. They get their power from an ancient evil book. Our goal is to destroy the book. Any questions? The group looked around at each other and said nothing. Addison and Unica were new to dangerous missions like these, but everyone else was kind of used to it. Tubes turned to Max and Eugene. All right, then. We'll see you two at the rock. Max nodded and climbed on the Grey Dragon's back. With a few flaps of his wings, they were up and away, getting smaller and smaller in the distance. The remaining heroes got on the boat and began their ocean voyage to the rock. It was quiet on the boat. There wasn't much chatter. The heroes seemed excited to be going and ending this danger to the valley, but they were scared. Addison and Unica, the least experienced of the group, felt the tension, and they looked uneasy. Pilsen noticed their anxiety and approached them. We are all afraid. You're not afraid. You're like Invincible or something, said Addison. I am afraid, said Pilsen. As I should be. This is dangerous business. But you can fight your fear, or you can fight the White Spider tribe. It's up to you. Yeah, I guess, said Addison. Not much else was said on their trip to the rock. Days later they sailed near a small island lush with forests and hills. This island was very near the rock, It's where Max and Eugene were hiding out and watching the place. As they got closer, they noticed that Max and Eugene were relaxing there among the trees. Max waved and called out. Hello to the boat! You took long enough. All right, Max, began Tubes. Have you seen anything? Not a thing, said Max. We've been watching the rock for a couple days now, and we haven't noticed anything or anyone come or go from that boring little island. You know, it's possible this place is empty. All right, then, said Tubes. We sail directly to the island now. We'll enter right in through the tunnel that Richardson mentioned. Remember, the book is our number one priority. They sailed a bit further out, and the rock appeared on the horizon. It was just as they described it. A small hill of black rock sticking up from the water. A small mountainish volcano jutting up from one side. As they bobbed up and down in the water and got closer to the rock, they noticed other small boats tied to the dock. Looks like there's somebody here after all, said Tubes. Everyone climbed out of the boat and followed Richardson and Tubes to a small, hidden entrance at the base of the volcano. Before they entered, Eugene piped up. I'm too small to fit in that tunnel opening. I'll stay out here and and look for another way in. Tubes sighed. She would really rather have the Grey Dragon's help here. All right, Eugene. If you can't fit, you can't fit, she said. Hopefully we'll be able to find a way to get you inside. Eugene quietly crept around while the others entered the tunnel. Candles hung on the stone walls, casting a dim glow all about. Everyone tried their best to be as silent as possible. Richardson's hooves kept clopping and Bob's chicken feet kept scratching. There were different hallways and rooms that broke off of the main hall. The sound of gentle mumbling wafted through the air. The sorcerers were milling about among the halls, and the heroes did their best to avoid them. But it was only a matter of time before they detected nine intruders wandering around their lair. Luckily, all the hallways seemed to lead to the same place, and soon they reached their destination. A massive room deep within the volcano. They could still see some sunlight filtering down from the opening in the top. Max and the others hoped it was big enough for Eugene to climb in through. Tubes and Richardson led the way, and they were the first to reach the stone staircase. Their tunnel ended at a staircase that wound all the way down to the floor of the room. Richardson and Tubes carefully leaned out and saw a lava pool at the bottom. The bright glow of the lava cast light all around the ground, and they saw many robed figures moving among tables filled with books. The tall walls of this cave opening were pocked with the openings from other tunnels and more staircases leading down to the floor. Tubes turned around to tell the rest of the group that they would begin sneaking down to the ground level when a booming voice echoed through the chamber. Intruders! Intruders! Tubes and Richardson looked around, trying to figure out who had seen them, who was alerting the others. But it didn't matter. Now everyone saw them. Robed figures down below were pointing up to them and repeating the cry, Intruders! Intruders! Spread out! yelled Tubes. Look for the book and yell out when you've found it! Tubes rushed down the steps much faster than most other people her age. Richardson followed, and the rest of their party filed out of the tunnel and into the huge chamber. Instead of running down the stairs, Eunica and Bob leaped off the platform to fly to another staircase. Addison stood at the edge of the stone platform, trying to will himself to jump. He knew the magical gauntlet he was wearing would allow him to fly. He practiced it a little bit before getting on the boat. But standing at the edge now, looking down from this very high place, he couldn't bring himself to jump. Unica flapped her wings nearby. Don't worry, Addison. If you fall, I'll catch you, she said. Addison was slightly embarrassed at his sister seeing him falter like this. I'm fine, just a second. He stepped back from the ledge, took two running steps, and then leaped out into the open air. His heart beat so fast and his stomach did turns, but he stayed afloat, thanks to the magical gauntlet he was wearing. He zipped through the air to follow Unica and Bob. Magical blasts began to smash into the stone wall as the evil robed wizards attacked them from the ground. The heroes dodged these blasts as they descended the staircases. More and more robed wizards marched out from the cave openings lining the walls. Blasts seemed to come from all directions. Old witch tubes with a wand in each hand sent blue magical blasts flying in all directions. Pilsen was leaping impossible distances from staircase to staircase, tossing the enemies off their landings and ledges high up in the air. The sorcerers would fall far down below, and once they hit the ground, they would break apart into stone fragments, shattering just like a dropped coffee mug. Pilsen leaped to where Tubes was now. They both ducked into a hallway for a moment. Tubes, they aren't real people, said Pilsen. What are you talking about? They're made of stone. All of them. Not just the statues that the kids encountered the other day, continued Pilsen. It's probably the book. The book made them all and controls them. Tubes paused at the notion. A book so powerful it could create a small army of stone people to do its bidding? It didn't sound possible. There wasn't enough magical power in the universe. Or so she thought. All the more reason to find the book as fast as possible, said Tubes. Until then, I guess we fight off as many of these evil statues as we can. The two then ran back out into the chamber. The scene was wild. Richardson stomped up and down staircases, attacking wizards with his new trident. A single swipe from this new magical weapon would explode the enemies into a cloud of stone dust. Unica and Bob zipped around in the air, exchanging magical blasts with the enemies down below. Addison swooped in and around the robed figures, swiping at them with a diamond sword that blasted flames as he swung it. Max blipped from staircase to staircase using a strange teleporting ring. He would pop into view in a place and blast the enemies, then he would disappear and show up another place a second later. Pilson and Tubes ran down staircases together trying their best to blast their way to the bottom where they thought the book was somewhere. Arlo and Goose were fighting side by side, as usual. At the top of one staircase, right next to a hallway, they stood and blasted down to the ground, clearing the way for Pilson and Tubes. But out of the hallway behind them ran a large group of robed sorcerers. They grabbed Arlo and struggled. Arlo used the flying sword to lift himself away from the scrum, But before he was able to get high enough into the air, one of the wizards opened a portal right past the edge of the platform, high up in the open air. From behind Arlo, another wizard ran and tackled him. They both flew off the platform, and normally they would plummet 100 feet to the stone floor below, but instead they both went right into the portal. The other wizards on the platform jumped into the portal as well, and it closed in an instant. Goose yelled, Arlo, no! Luckily, he was wearing the amulet that allowed him to copy spells. He didn't know where the portal went, but he had to go after his friend. He used the magic of the amulet to copy that dark spell used to open the portal. He looked for one second into the inky blackness of the oval-shaped portal, and then he jumped right into it. Tubes watched this event unfold from far below in the chamber. She was glad that Goose had gone after his friend. She knew that together they would likely overcome whatever challenges they faced, but now their hero party was down to eight from ten, and the Grey Dragon still hadn't found a way into the chamber. Richardson John was, by now, at the bottom of the chamber. He neared the pool of lava where he was created. And he gazed into its heaving red, yellow, and orange surface. Gentle waves flowed through the lava pool, moving it up and down. From a tunnel opening nearby, a sorcerer entered the chamber floor. Chains and pendants dangled from the belt of its robe. He held a book. Black smoke swirled above the book as if it were just pulled from a fire. From the faceless black within the robe came a voice, Richardson, I'm so glad to have you back. The end. I know we're ending this one on a cliffhanger, but the next episode will be out soon. In the meantime, feel free to follow the Kid Stories podcast Instagram. There's a link in the show notes. There are some cool things on there, including a few clips of me in the recording booth. So check that out, and thanks for listening, everyone. Adios.